Good morning, Christopher. I am so excited to do this interview with you. I know we had some trouble. You know, but how are you? How is where you at? I don't know where you at, so tell us. I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm blessed. Okay. Okay. So explain to me first thing because. I was so shame on some boyfriend there just now. I don't know how to pronounce the name. I don't know if it's so fair. <laughs> I I'm not too sure. So can you let us know like the name and how to pronounce it and those yeah, kinds of things? question and with, with in interviews with, with anybody, uh, they want to know how to pronounce my name. It's Christopher. Um, it, it's like, I always say it's like Xmas. Um, where instead of C H R I S T, you put X and then the mus. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing with Christopher. Christopher C H R I S T, and the uh, the inspiration behind that name is that growing up, I never really had the avenue to uh, do music and any musical skill or talent that I've acquired um, would have been through my own strength. Um, but when I was in school, I mean, I didn't want to spend five, 10 years in school and not come out of nothing when I was forced to be in school. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that came naturally, shockingly, was mathematics. <clears throat> um, I love algebra. Um, I love X. I love X that it's a variable. It's, it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. And as an artist, I never want to sort of stick myself in a box and say, I am this thing or I do this type of music. You know, I do soca music or Christopher doing American music. No, that X is a variable. It changes, it transforms, it adapts. As the world changes, I change. And that's something that I always want to be ever evolving, you know? So that's where the X came from. The X came from. Okay. That's perfect though, because I tell you now, I would have never guessed that. Ah. I would have never guessed that at all. So I'm glad that you explained that for us. My pause and reason, actually, I can pad. Oh, oh no, 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 you look beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Thinking there, girl, I went out last night, and I was like, "Chris, is it insecurity I have?" And my friends, I'm like, "Chris, you're looking beautiful," and I can't hear that. You know, a whole block. No, we are beautiful as we are. As we are, and we, it's important to remember that even like you know, throughout doing our music, because you know you don't want anybody to feel like we're insecure about what we put in out. We want to be confident in what we put in out. And as Sharifa um, would have said earlier in one of the earlier interviews, there's a difference between cockiness and confidence. Not confidence. What? Yeah, <laughs> Not confidence, yeah. The confidence. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No. You think that. Go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were about to say something. That's fine. But yeah, there's a difference between cockiness and confidence, you know. And um, in terms of music, let's talk about that. Um, I love your fits. I don't care what anybody say. I was mm. just going through it yesterday. Like, yes, I love that yellow <laughs> fit that you had. I love the hair that you had when I believe that you did that interview when you were back in Trinidad. And yes. like that. That that um beige. I believe there was a tan kind of color. Looking for some reason. I loved it. Where does your inspiration come when dressing? I love, absolutely love fashion. And a lot of it come from women. Mm -hmm. I a household full of women, full of it. And um, it was, that was confusing. I don't know if 
I'm very off topic here, but it's very important because I am a queer artist. Mm-hmm. Not something that I, I, I throw in person's face because I don't think, you know, other heterosexual artists through I'm a heterosexual artist. Yeah. But there are so references and inspiration that comes from that. Um, I remember growing up and just being women with so many different variations of styles of clothes. So it's so uh, unique that you can't even fit it inside a wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's nice inside of a wardrobe yes yeah i used to get vexed i used to get jealous i wanted i wanted some some craziness yeah wardrobe and what happened in me being in trinidad was that i thought that that needed to influence the way i act so i thought i needed to have a swing on my hip you know Mm -hmm. i thought that and it wasn't a matter of thought because you saw these garments and items on females. Mm-hmm. It came naturally. It's like, but why I want to move my hip when that's not what I want to do, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's only when I came to the States, I started to feel more confident because you're not in a space where people are, you know, staring at, at you. you. In the- exactly. But even, in, even that, like I remember growing up at home, I was, I used to still, dress um of course still more conservatively because you have to adapt to your environment sometimes mm-hmm. uh but it was still not normal right where persons would kind of look at you funny you know and what i had to do i used to at uh, three o'clock in the morning was when i used to get up i used to love waking if i go to bed at 10 bet your bottom <laughs> So I used to say 10 is the sweet spot because I could get to go to bed at 3 o'clock. There's no noise per se in the house. And I used to get to have the opportunity to walk out of my house because my house was so crowded that anytime you leave in the house, you had to pass through a crowd of people watching TV or some woman. Too, yeah. You know? So it was a whole scene before you go out. Before you go out on your granny asking you, so right. where you going in now? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Right. So what I, I had to do was put on my clothes that I would feel a little bit like too much eyes watching me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would walk out and I need to walk out, not overconfident, but walk out as if this is the normal. Yeah. I am normal. I am accepted. I'm loved and people love me. Mm-hmm. And I used to walk out, you know, um, and practice that until there's no nerves when I walk through that crowd of family yeah yeah you know um and that sort of sort of help but just to come back full circle um i you know honor and love the women in my life and just in the world on a general because they are so you know creative talented sexual you know um, yes. they, they are body positive they are very sex positive mm-hmm. you know and they are also very gender fluid and mm-hmm. the way they see dress code. Sometimes you see a woman, women have that luxury of, you know, sometimes dressing up tomboy, I love all of those, you know, essences. Okay. Yeah. Of aspect, yeah. Of, of women, um, expression of style, mm-hmm. um, that I have, you know, um, sort of taken inspiration from that from. in all of my clothing. Mm-hmm. I understand. So, what's your favorite color? Then? Your favorite, my favorite color is actually 
I don't, I don't know which one is. Did it say something is the absence of color? And I don't know if it's white or black, but white is my color. White is I your love, color. I love white. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, well, then I have to see in a whole white fit. You don't know how my thoughts raise in here, you know, because when you start to talk about it, you know, even with walking out and like, yeah, I wear in this. Or like, I wear in this. You know, I feel that on a spiritual level because up to recently, my gram, I'll walk out in my outfit. Kaya, where are you going in now? Right on your granny. Right. <laughs> you know? And I ha- it had to grow from that because before it was, Kaya, where are you going in that? And I would have gone and change it. Right. You know? And it's important for us to remember that, yes, you don't want to force things down people's truths, but they need to know. They need to know. But the thing is, and the only way for them to know is for you to, first of all, understand that you're uh, existing in a space with people with different aspects. And it's fine for them to want to project, you know, their standard of beauty onto you, you know, um, one but it's also important as well to feel confident in what you wear and stand in your truth, mm-hmm. you know? So and be yourself. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, be yourself. Facts. So in the transition from moving to, from Trinidad to um, the States and being accepted there, because when I went to the States, it was the same thing for me, you know? I very, I'm very outgoing i'm very outspoken i'm very different and when i went to the states you know it's like everybody different everybody kind of doing the same thing i do and so there's no need to feel indifferent as opposed to trinidad i don't know and i don't want to say i don't want to be quoted for this but um i think it stems because of trinidad being a very small country and everybody know everybody you know you don't really get to express yourself the way that you want to because you always feel okay i walk out here this might be my mother friend <laughs> and my mother friend my mother going and find out you know we fear our parents and all these cultural things that trinidad has you know it really stops us from blooming and becoming the person that we want to be so i think it is important i'd be wrong but i think it is important for all of us to come out of Trinidad. Like, at least go somewhere and visit and see how that society operates for us to understand ourselves and for us to mm. accept ourselves. Do it's, you share that same sentiment? Well, it's important to be well-traveled, mm-hmm. generally. It's, mm-hmm. like, as important to be well-read. Just understand different perspectives, different viewpoints, and just hear an argument, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it's the same in the States. The only difference... With the states, they have the infrastructure for travel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the infrastructure that I believe the Caribbean should have so much. We should be able to fly to Barbados quick, quick, you know? Yeah, without, yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the states have the infrastructure to move from one state to the next and be a stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Fact. But if you are living in your city and you become your, and you allow yourself to be trapped and in the bubble of your city, you could experience the same Trinidad vibe where everybody know everybody. I feel like I know everybody in Pittsburgh. I, I know, you know, all the socialites and who does go out, who doesn't go out, and this mm-hmm. bossy and this group. I, it's <laughs> the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, but the only thing is that there are some people who have the neural pathways to stand in their confidence and be strong in it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there will always be those type of people. There will always be those influencers who would influence somebody else to be themselves. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, but I, people <laughs> will grow. That's what I would say. People would grow. People would grow at, at their own um, pace. Peace. You really yeah. can't force somebody to get out of their comfort zone if they don't want to. Um, but again, full circle, it is important to step out of your country, step out of your bubble, step out of, you know, yeah, step out of your bubble. I think that mm-hmm. is the, the, the more word. And that bubble could be anything, anything your country, yeah. your community, whatever it is. And experience yourself without the, the biases from, you know, or anybody projecting something onto you, you know, um, but the, what I fear about that is that oftentimes people run away. Yes. And I, I, yes. I don't like you running away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you, you, could, you could catch a break to just confirm that this is who you are and this is how you want to dress, you know, but you must gather your balls, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. Right? And say, no, this is who I am. I am, yes. And go back, you know. Or whatever it is, you don't have to go back, but you know what I mean? I just don't want the runaway aspect because again, bet your bottom, you're going to run into it in some degree. Yes. You're going to run back into it. Yeah. You know? Because it has, you have not fully accepted what it mm-hmm. is yet, you know? Yeah, you and, haven't really faced your trauma. Lean into your trauma. Lean into it, correct. But you know, shadow work again. A lot right. of people ain't going to accept it. It's going to take yeah. years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But what we gonna do? At least I know that I am myself, and you know that you are yourself. You know, yeah. because I am probably not where I want to be, but I'll be there. I'm comfortable where I am at right now. Right. Um, so it's a music now. Tell me about your album. Tell me about. Tell me about that. Just hit me. <laughs> the Island Project, yo. Listen, where do I start? Okay, I could start with the title, The Island Project. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of nonprofit um, background, right? I was the community operations manager for, uh, for Kelly Strayhorn Theatre. It's a community um, platform that gives minority a platform to, mm-hmm. uh, um, to just be creative, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I am also the chairman for... Uh, Nonprofit organization called Truty PGH, um, and they celebrate queer people of color through entertainment, art, and activism. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a lot of the work in nonprofit is experimenting and you know collecting data. and And the name itself just felt very boring. The Island Project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I did as the writer that I am, you know, always looking for puns, looking for, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I said, oh my God, this is BT Island IP Project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And I thought that was more edgier than the Island Project. Yeah, right? yeah. So tip or the Island Project, however you want to see it. And it does represent both aspects of my will. I'm very administrative and I'm very um, creative. Creative, yeah. So it was the, the perfect name, right? So the Island Project, that's it. Um, I'm also part of a rap 
duo, a queer rap duo called Super NXE. And mm-hmm. we are making little mini waves in Pittsburgh. Um, we're supposed to be performing um, not with, but on the same stage as Jesse J um, for Pride. And we would be opening up for Saucy Santana in July. Wow. Uh, yeah, too hot for July. So it, things are happening. I'm just, uh, I don't even know why. This is the first time I said this out loud because I am somebody who just likes to take it easy. Don't yeah, yeah. get hyped too much because you never know if it will happen or not. Anyway, yeah. that aside, um, we had our first release called Shot Super NXE. And we put in so much work for that because we are new. We are fresh. Mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. So no one really knows us. So it took a lot of effort for us to come out there as if we was here a long time. Long time. Yeah. Right? So we come out on the scene and it's like, oh, who, what? What's that? <laughs> All right. It, but it took a lot of effort. And not only that, for people to respect us mm-hmm. as art. Mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. You know, people have been on the scene for a long time. And it's like, yeah, they, they want to say, who are they? Like, yeah. who are they? So, but it took a lot of hard work for them to respect us as artists. Um, and as you know, with duos, sometimes we need a little break, you know? And it's unsaid, eh? We didn't, not that we had a fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just. So yeah. We just had a break. And it's in that break, uh, I've been just reminiscing on Trinidad and I, I, I just wanted to, I wanted a connection with my roots. Again, I've been out here for six years. And it's like, nah, I want to come back. I want to be back, mm-hmm. you know? And um, that is when the inspiration for the Island Project came about in January. Like, oh my God, it's January. And Carnival is right around the corner. You know, you have this amount of time. Is it worth it? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and I had a few songs that had some island elements. And I was like, all right. Uh, let me see which one could uh, come in. That was uh, one of the songs, High Grade, was the only one that I brought in mm-hmm. from my list of songs that is just sitting there. Um, and uh, what I wanted to do was create the landscape of, of, of uh, Trinidad. You know, we have Carnival for a short period where all every other music lock off, you ain't here and dance all, you ain't here, nothing else. It's mm-hmm. just a brainwash. So, yeah. A brainwash, right? And then right after that, people just longing for music. And that's when you know starting to hear new, release, new releases that came out in the States and mm-hmm. stuff. And you know, that's when the dance all started to trickle back in and stuff. So I wanted to create that. So first of all, the basis of the Island Project is a fusion between pop and Island songs. Mm-hmm. Right? Not specifically soca. Not specifically soca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah but it runs through that fluidity of mm-hmm. pop, dance, or... So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so, brain fart, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was saying, I was saying, that is a fusion between pop, right, and soca. And soca. I want to mm-hmm. really experiment between somebody who feels completely American and completely Trinidadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, of course, I wanted this to be not an EP. Everybody dreams big and I had to reel myself back in, you know, but that's how I, 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 cre- I create big and I reel in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I had, um, 
<clears throat> so I originally wanted an album with tons of collaborators, people who feel American and Trinidadian. Um, and not just feel American, who have experienced American. Yeah. You know? Um, so I had one collaboration with Badman Nye, um, born in New York, grew up in Trinidad, went now work in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And came up with Carnival Done. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that was that. Um, so it's that fusion between pop and soca. And then I wanted to now have a nice little curve of soca into poppy sounds. And then we went into heavy dance. Heavy dance. <laughs> <laughs> Where does this come from? Sorry, fuck. That's right, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, it, it started off with Lingo, which is the single. Yeah. And it started off on a single and it ended on a single as well. So, The Island, um, Lingo is my single, and Lingo just talks about me missing, you know, home and talking about Trinidad, putting Soka on the map. I wanted to not fixate the, the language to soca, jump and wave, whine on a girl. Da, 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 da. Mm. So my first attempt to do that was bridging the gap between persons who have left the Caribbean and now migrated to the States. Mm-hmm. So I sort of uh, appealed to them. To them, yeah, because you know we really do miss, when you're out there, you just really miss Trinidad, Trinidad energy. Right, even for me, when I was out there, I was like, nah, I miss Trinidad. And when I got back in Trinidad, I jump in a taxi and the man curling this bitch and this mother can't say yes. <laughs> I miss the heart grows fonder. Yes, it does. And I thought the first step to making you know, soca international is appealing to that crowd who have American influences. And I thought that I wanted to take that route because there are so many people already trying to just take the core of soca international. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they, they want to think about nothing else. Mm-hmm. They will interfere with the beat a little bit, adapt it a little bit, but the, 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 the lyrical content is still very much soca, mm-hmm. you know? Juve mm-hmm. band, you know, jumping up, we mm-hmm. paint, that kind of thing. So I, I just wanted to talk about how I just miss my lingo. And lingo meant a bunch of things. It meant family. Lingo for me meant food. Lingo for me meant accent. You miss your accent. And I immediately thought about after staying two, three years in the States and you're finally going back home, you reach Miami and you immediately hear that accent. And I live, just so your viewers know, right? Mm-hmm. I am not, I don't live in New York where the population is heavy uh, Caribbean population mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Miami or mm-hmm. DC, where the chances of mix of, of bouncing up another brethren is possible. Pittsburgh is not like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So being here is like, I really, really have that long and that craving. And you, you, you develop a stronger air for your accent. Your head will turn. Yes. Immediately. Yes, like I hear a Trini accent, right? So that's where lingo. So I started off with lingo. Then I went into something that is more deep, you know, because I, I really curated, I tried to curate uh, a scenario for hooking, hooking somebody. That's mm-hmm. when I went into Tani, well done, where I spoke a lot more 
about soca and there was more soca lingo mm-hmm. and stuff like that and Trinidad or Caribbean lingo. And then I transitioned them out of that, give them a break into high grade, which mm-hmm. is more American, mm-hmm. uh, more poppy, mm-hmm. right? And then I say, I ain't done yet. Come back to who I am. And I hit yeah. them love him. You're loving, you're loving, you're That's yeah. more dance all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Actually, when I saw High Grade, I was like, this is a song about smoking weed. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I excited for anything, you know, around those ends. So I was like, yes, let me listen yeah. to it. Yeah, because I, I, the, the theme of that was weed. How do I make love about using the lingo, the language? of, And that was the inspiration. I was like, no, Chris, stay. Is, I, it was like one of those rap uh ciphers mm-hmm. where it's like weed <laughs> and love <laughs> i understand i understand but that sounds am- that even your creative stuff process genuinely sounds like it does not stress you out although it may stress you out but it sounds like you it's have cool. so much fun with your creative process it's that fun you and stress. stress i love <laughs> to feel like a boss I you understand. know, I love to be, like, <laughs> I have this idea. It's like mathematics is like working out, uh, trying to, to get an equation. You're working out something and you love it, but it's trusting you out because you have to figure it out. Right. So you're yeah. working out the kink, the kinks, you know? So yeah, it's, um, I like it. I love like the creative process. Mm-hmm. I love that you love it. And I want you to continue doing everything that you're doing. If you didn't get any motivation for the morning. Uh, yeah. Motivation. <laughs> I give you so. uh, what else can we talk about well you spoke about the entire TIP album you spoke about your fashion you spoke about your name in terms of your roots but where in Trinidad you grew up Arima Arima oh god that's <laughs> if we want to just integrate the song process again um, lingo I grew up close to the velodrome and soca semifinals okay. is in these is yeah. in the velodromes, mm-hmm. right? And um, the melody for high for lingo came from soca monaco. You feeling <laughs> so? What I said, I just said, house job money, everything I've been feeling, dreaming, something like that. Right? <laughs> I know, boy, sorry, I just get up. But that was the same melody I used. Like, I was just trying to go back to that, you know? Uh, I, was go- I was going back, and it's right there. Now, this is a serious thing, eh? Mm-hmm. Interviewers love to ask, what you will tell your younger self? I would never ask you that. <laughs> but, but if you want to tell what us. I don't like about that is as if the only way to get back to your younger self is going into a time machine. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. And that is your younger self is right. Right here. here. Your inner child oh, is right there. Your inner the is right there. Sometimes it's dictating. Sometimes you live in an adult 20 step, however old you is. Mm-hmm. And your eight-year-old self mm-hmm. dictating your 28-year-self, you know? Correct. Correct. You're right. You're very right. So no, it's not what will I I, I tell, I speak, I engage, I meet with my younger self every single day. And sometimes I have to let go of it and say, it's okay. 28-year-old Chris has it now. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's important to remember that on the whole, because even in situations that we may act, you know, what's the word? Um, yeah, I can like a little child. That is your inner child coming out and responding in the way that they're responding, you know? So it is important to go back there, but always be mindful of when and where and how we're going back because they don't want to trigger, you know, people. Very emotional, is it? Right. <laughs> it is after, you know, real back in. But I can't believe that this time just running out on a strike. Oh, it so ran out. That's that's we we had so much great content. Yes. And conversation. Very natural. One of the best interviews I've had. Thank you. I am so titling you the best <laughs> interview that I had. Thank so you thank so you much. You for the opportunity. Definitely. And continue to do your thing too. Thank you so much. So the last episode, I end it in like, you know, well, yeah, I don't know how to end the episode, you know, we'll just do this and I literally just whoop, end it, get a cliffhanger. I don't know if, you know, you want to end this time. Let me see. You want to tell them something? You, you want to tell them? Somebody. What are going on telling you, boy? Uh, follow your dreams. That's what I'll tell you. Follow your dreams. As best as possible, try to find financial stability because that is the only way sometimes you have full control of your creative process, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have financial stability, try to find a good support system, a support system that you can vent and some, a support system that is not as biased and will give you, you know, true advice. But with that being said, peace, love to everybody and continue to follow your dreams, yo. Bye. Bye.